Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 147. Operation 147 is a super PAC in, in Washington. I won't go into any more details. We don't like to touch politics on this show. I'm joined I have by no idea what that means. Dylan, Tucker, and not Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Boo, Cameron. Cam's busy. Cam, Cam, Cam to be doing stuff. I don't know. It's, uh, we, it seems every week we can't get a. Uh, he should Cam be on in like cast. five minutes. He'll be on. He'll be on. I'm drinking red wine. Dylan's got a, a IPA of some of some variety and a large. Oh yeah, dime. we can go around the room. What are we drinking? Uh, oh, I got my drink. Good Fortune IPA by Common Roots Brewing Company. I'm drinking, I'm drinking a stateside soda. By this stateside. Is from by- South Glens Falls, New York. I'm drinking sponsor. Cherry cream Pinot Noir. It's cherry flavored. It's delicious. You say cherry cream Pinot Noir? Yeah, it's called cherry cream. It's called the name of the wine. That's a terrible name for a wine. I've never heard a wine name and wanted it less than a wine called cherry cream. This that's, is that's one of my name. this that's is one of my favorite wines I've ever had. It's delicious. It's one of the what? My favorite wines I've ever had. It's delicious. It's a terrible name. Tucker, it's her name. It's the name of the person who came up I with the wine. I don't think it is. That woman should have been like, you know what? I'm it not sure really if I have a wine name. It definitely is. Um like I said, Cam will, or like Dylan said, Cam will be joining us shortly. Let's get started with Winners and losers. Um, DJ Moore. A lot of rumblings out there in terms of trade talks, but nothing happened. So that's unfortunately a loser. Have any other types of rumblings? I also have a loser for myself because Tyree Hill didn't get to hit. And Linnea just said I was a loser just in general. So <laughs> what about Tyree Hill? Just in life. Tyree Hill didn't get traded. You made like a take that Tyree Hill was going to get traded? Like week two. Oh, I don't remember that one. Um, yeah, uh, I was pretty confident you would have been wrong if I heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but as, no, as soon as I made it, like oh, three days later, he was like, I want to be traded. You don't remember that? Are you sure? I don't think this happened. Yeah. I don't think that happened. This Tyree was last year. Did, like 150 yards in the week. He said he wanted to be traded from Kansas City. He just got traded to Miami this offseason. I think you dreamt this. <laughs> I don't think this happened. No, because Cam, Cam posted in the chat that, well, Cam gets on, he'll explain it, because he apparently knows more, because he said loser me for Hill not being traded. It's DJ Moore, don't No, he didn't say, no, no. not for Tyreek Hill, it was someone else. Taysom Hill. Um, no, 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 it was Aaron Jones. Nope. Yes, yes, you had Aaron, no, not nope. Aaron Jones. Who's You're Aaron Jones? It was not Tyreek Hill, don't. This, All is, right. this is bad. I don't remember what me. it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was before DJ Moore. Okay. Um, oh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Ooh. Hunt. Tyreek Hill. They both played on Tyreek the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. They both played on the Chiefs and they both are very are respectful they both of be women. A woman. Yeah, they're both very respectful right, of women. Just so very, I see the confusion. They melt the now. same in my brain. I, I see the confusion now. Yep, Kareem Hunt. So Bill and the big loser, the trade deadline. I don't think I made any trade takes. Tucker, did you make any trade takes? I don't believe so. Um, other than that, the only other winner I have um, outside of the poll is the lock of the year. 5-0 and in their last five. 
Tucker? What? The lock of the year, 5-0 and in their last five. It's, it's feeling good right now. It's it. I've never been more confident. I'm still losing money gambling, but the lock of the years are hitting. Now, I don't have a book, but I would like to, to make it known right now, Dylan, whatever Tucker picks as his lock of the year this week, I would like $10 on that team, on that bet. All right. Wow. I am wow. It in. This, is, this is an honor. I'm bought in. I mean, 5-0 and oh in your last five. That's incredible. It was a really slow start. You're hot right now. I want to see with some added pressure if you can deliver with someone actually betting. So, Dylan? Yeah, I'm looking at some stuff right now. Talk to your book, and uh, I'm in on whatever Tucker says. I'm, I'm following Tucker. Um, do we have any other winners and losers that we can think of? When did the episode get posted? Because I did it like four days ago. This morning. Um, I checked it. At, I checked it at work. It wasn't posted. I posted it at 12.05. There was a little button that said publish. It was like uploaded, but it yeah. wasn't published. So I sometimes when you click that button and do the like the publish button because it changed the way you do it, it like just doesn't work. Yeah, it looked different from the last time. Doing I was it in a rush, so yeah, must have not realized that it didn't work after I clicked. Um, losers who didn't dress up for Halloween. Me. I dressed up on Halloween day. Okay, Dylan, loser. That was it, though. Tucker, what was your costume? I think winner. I was Adult. a tourist. Tourist? What did that entail? Uh, I had a Hawaiian shirt, a bucket hat. I had a big camera, a fanny pack, khaki shorts, tall white socks, and, like, some dad shoes. Very nice. I was Luigi. So that was I, – I was getting accosted all night in Boston. <laughs> Everyone was like, where's Mario? I'm like, yo, I'm done with Mario. He's a, he's, he's a showboat. He's always taking the credit. I'm done with him. People loved it. Um, all right. Winner of the poll is Tucker calling all New England fans uh, bad sports fans. Clearly, the haters were out in full effect for this poll. Um, and you won with the hater vote. So Tucker gets a point. This uh, is something new for me. Did I come in last um, it was no, it was Tucker, and then everyone else was even. Damn. So uh, I didn't come I, in last. I am good. We each got two votes, and Tucker got like four, I think. Um, if you didn't vote, there's still, I think, like five minutes left. But, Don't um, vote. It's over. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it was uh, ten votes. Tucker got four. Each of us got two. Um, Tucker, seven points. Dylan falls into last place. You sure you don't want to do that t-shirt punishment? Fucking idiot. Tuck, did you win the past two weeks in a row? No, Cam know. Cam won the week before. So I was not in last. Tucker was below me. Was he? Hey, don't. No one likes a sore loser. I'm maybe, not sore. Maybe I accidentally added the points together twice. I gave him the point twice. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm one point ahead of Dylan. That's all I'm that counts. I'm pretty sure I was one point. Dill, Dill, Dill. Because we flipped it. We flipped oh, a headphone oh, or something. Classic Republican. Or, Stop the steal. Hold Recount on. I can, oh, I can check right God. now. Just, all I'm saying is last I knew I was up by one. So. Uh, yep, and Trump was up the night before no, election. No. I just I just did control Z a bunch of times. on, And uh, Tucker, you have pulled into the tie with Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Sometimes we can be right. Wow. I deleted yes. all everything that I wrote down for the episode. 
to uh, to check that. So, um, all right, uh, that's all I got. Tucker and Dylan tied for last. Uh, any other winners and losers we can think of? Cam for not showing up. Cam for not showing up. Um, all right, what, uh, ways to take. Does anybody have a ways to take? I got one. Um, so obviously, um, big one of the big moves of the deadline, kind of before the deadline. It's a couple weeks old at this point. Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco for a boatload of draft picks. Um, when you look at the deal, it looks to me like they overpaid for Chris, Christian McCaffrey. Now, I, I understand Christian McCaffrey is very, very good. Like, don't get me wrong. He had an unbelievable week this weekend. He did something that only a handful of players have done, a triple crown. Threw for one, ran for one, and caught one. Um, so he's clearly still an offensive weapon, and they're going to be able to use him better in San Francisco than in Carolina. But he is injury prone. He is a running back. These guys break down pretty easily. Um, and I don't know what his contract situation is. I think he's a free agent coming up at the end of the year. But um, if they can shore up a deal with him, it's better. But still, at the same time, they gave up a boatload of draft picks for him. So it looks like a bad deal for the Niners, um, considering they don't have a quarterback. But then you start to think about next year and what they're loading up to do. So obviously, the the only singular problem with the 49ers right now is the quarterback position. Jimmy G, love him, handsome, winner, but bit of a game manager. Don't know if you can get all the way. You can probably get to the bowl with him. Don't know if you can win it. Um, but the rest of the rosters, <coughs> excuse me, a Super Bowl roster. Then you got Trey Lance. Kind of heard some back and forth on him throughout his first two years. Played a little bit, got destroyed um, out for the year. Um, so, and the way this 2021 quarterback class is shaping up is it's, they're not at all looking good, but can't give up on him yet, but maybe not the guy. So you start looking into, uh, free agent quarterbacks next year. And who's the biggest name on the list? That'd be Tom Brady. The reason that they are loading up this roster is not for this year. It's for next year. Tom Brady will be a San Francisco 49er next season. That's the take. I mean, I like the idea of him coming home, like going to San Francisco, because that's where he grew up a fan of. It kind of makes sense in that aspect, but he's old, dude. He's old, and he hasn't looked good this year. And I just, I don't know, like, I guess if he's a free agent, take a stab at it, see if it works, but... I think they're going to ride with Trey Lance. Like, I, I think they probably want to ride with the guy they traded away, like, a ton of draft picks to get a three overall. Like, they gave away three first-round draft picks, and then he plays two games, get injured, and you're like, all right, done with that. I I just don't buy that they would put commit all these resources into a backup quarterback. That's three first-round picks to have a backup quarterback in year three. I mean, yeah, it's – so I only see him going one of two places. It's either going to be San Francisco just because of the fact he wants to be there. Like, that's where he wants to play. It's his childhood team. You know, they're – you know, he grew up rooting for them. They are they are a win-now team, which, you know, is important to him. Um, so th- that's one of them. 
The other place is Las Vegas, where he's been rumored to be, go be going before. Obviously, there was kind of a deal in place, and he backed out because Gruden didn't want him. Now his guy, Josh McDaniels, is there. Derek Carr's having a terrible season. Um, those are the only two places I can see him going next year. Um, they have a decent roster, maybe not as good as San Francisco. But, yeah, I mean, that's the tough part of it, Suck, but got to go wasted. And, you know, I think that if Tom Brady comes knocking on your door, yes, I understand he's old, but he said three weeks ago, um, he said no retirement in his future. He's rid of the wife. He's rid of the kids. Time to give it another roll of dice with a 13. Um, Dylan? Now, I think at some point he's going to play in San Francisco. It's just a matter of when. Um, I think that comes down to him, his mindset, and then the situation at each team that's available at the time he's a free agent. So Trey Lance is signed through more years because it was a rookie deal. So he's right? got next year, the year after, right. and then right. since he's a first-round pick, a fifth-year option, which they're right. definitely going to take. So so I think, it, I think it'll be a one-year thing. I think it'll be his last ride. He'll go home for one year, and then he'll call it quits. Right. So what I'm saying is, I don't think Brady, I don't think Brady's going to go one more year. So I think it makes more sense that he goes, like you're saying, to uh, Las Vegas because they could go without uh, with Derek Carr, right? They could go without him, and put Brady in, see what happens for two years. And then after that, go to San Francisco um, when Lance's deal is done. I don't know if he has that much time left, though. Maybe. See, I don't think he's playing poorly now because of age. I think he's just playing poorly now because of things around him. And, you know, a guy can have a not-so-great year every once in a while. I mean, Rodgers had a ridiculously terrible year like four years ago and then went back-to-back MVPs. So, and I got I know that I know. Obviously, Brady's older than Roger was at the time, but he's just in general older than Rogers, I believe. So, but I think he can have a down year and come back for for another few. So, I think I think there's something to be said about him having a down year, not not just because of his age, but because of um, things around him. By the way, winner, I forgot to mention, told you he'd be divorced about midseason. Drilled it, absolutely nailed it. Um, but Cam has joined the pod. Cam, the take we're discussing is my take. Um, my take was that the 49ers are loading up with players like Christian McCaffrey to get ready to sign Tom Brady next year. He will be a 49er uh, starting next year. I like it. I think that could happen. Trey Lance is going to be long, long gone. Awful, terrible pick. Shouldn't have done it. Um, I, I could see it. I think they're also just loading up to... To kind of see in general. I don't think they have a plan for Tom Brady quite yet as of right now. I think maybe it's an option in the back of their mind, but I can't imagine that your your plan for the future is to get 45 for going on 46-year-old Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl, especially as he's playing right now. So I agree with you in the sense that they're loading up. I just don't know if it's it's specifically for Tom. However, I don't I don't nullify the the opportunity for Tom to go there. I could I could see it. All righty. Who's got a take? I do. Uh, Trey, mine's also related to the 2021 draft class. And I've been look, I've been reading some stuff 
And everyone after the last two weeks is hyped up on Justin Fields. I've read some things that, okay, now that he's proved he's the franchise guy, then he has start building around him, all this stuff. He's still not good. Like, in his two really good weeks, he could up, he threw for a combined, like, 360 yards and two touchdowns. That's two, like, really good weeks out of this guy. He's not good, and I and so my thing is I don't think he'll get a second contract. I think he'll probably go and be a backup somewhere after his first contract. Um, I was high on this guy out of the draft, too. I actually believed he was going to be a stud. So this is me. I guess I can call myself a loser from back in the day. I thought he should go. There was a point where I said he should go number one overall, not Trevor Lawrence, which, you know what, still isn't wrong because they all suck. Uh, but I'm not impressed with him. His pocket awareness isn't great. He's, I mean, his line's terrible, but he's the most sacked QB in the NFL, not just because the line's terrible. He just, he gets himself into trouble. But, and this goes into my lock of the year, which is the Los Angeles Chargers minus five against the, against the, um, Bears. See, I don't like that one at the all. The Chargers but I'm bet are on it. so much better. Dylan, no, did you hear see, that? This is what? Did Dylan hear that? I want ten dollars on the Chargers this week. On the Chargers, the Chargers it seems like a, a pretty good bet to me. I'm the hottest gambler in the world right now. I like the Chargers here. The Chargers, if the Chargers hadn't had all these injuries that they've been having recently, that a lot of the guys are coming back. Um. This isn't even a question. This line's probably minus 10. Two weeks ago, this line's minus 10. It's now minus 5. You're getting great value here. I'm saying that I love the charges at minus 5. Lock of the year. Um, all right, I'm, I'm in on the pick for the for the bet. Uh, I do think the charges are frauds. To address the take, um, I agree with you that he is being vastly overhyped. A month ago, people were like, He's not the guy. Move on. Like, tr- start p- planning for the, for the future because he can't hit a throw. I said it on the on the show last week. I saw it live. He is what we said Lamar Jackson is. Cannot throw the ball. Pretty decent runner. So he's a running back. I was. We were brutally wrong on Lamar Jackson, though. I mean, yeah, but um, well, I started off on the right side of that, and then I let you con- confuse me and joined your side. Um, <laughs> I'm constantly just yelled until you believe me. Um, but in terms of fields, I don't know about the contract thing because there, if, I mean, I, I think there's still time for him to develop and I do think he's not that great. Um, I think he's just a good runner and you're right about him giving up the ball. Hey, I like to tweet today. I got to find it. Um, but he, I mean, he fumbles snaps, he throws bad picks um he's just kind of a mess um but they're getting it done and and he's been better um so over the past uh oh these are the last two seasons justin fields 19 total touchdowns 39 combined interceptions and fumbles zach wilson 17 total touchdowns 21 combined interceptions and fumbles um so Obviously, that's not good for Fields. He's been bad except for these two weeks. 
Um, this, and I, I want to get everybody's input. Rank the 2021 class as of right now, um, the quarterbacks. Um, I'll, we Let's do that at the end. Dill, your, your thoughts on fields. Um, not good. I don't think he's great. So, yeah, that's really all I got. Cam, Ohio State guy? Yeah, so I uh, he was already one of my frogs of the week. Um, so I, you know how I feel about him. But one thing I'll get, I, I do have to say about him is I never realized how much pressure there is on, on him because his last name is named after the field itself. So <laughs> it's got to live up to the that, name. You got to take that into, into consideration that he's got a lot of pressure riding on him. He's got to live up to the field. Uh, everybody's playing on the field. Everybody loves the field. Can't have a game without the field. And now he's got the last name fields. He's got multiple of them. Um, I think that's that doesn't help his case. All right. Um, so we've got we've got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, uh, Davis Mills. Rank them. I'm going Jones still number one. I'm going Fields 2, Lawrence 3, Mills 4, uh, Wilson 5, Trey Lance 6, just because we don't know yet. Now, how much better did being number one on this list feel last year versus this year? They're much closer this year than they were last year. No, Fields no, I Jones. mean, like, last year being number one on that list was, like, an honor. It was like, wow, like best rookie QB, now it's like, oh, like the best out of this group. Yeah. Like no, it's, it's not saying it's not, it's not, and it's not that far apart between one and three. Dylan, you got a rank for him? Um, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go the same with you, but swap Lawrence and Fields. I think Lawrence is still on a shaky team. I mean, I know Fields doesn't have much better, but I think he's still got raw potential. I don't know if, if Fields does. Tucker? Um, I'd probably go right now. Lawrence 1, Mac 2, Davis Mills 3, Justin Fields 4, Zach Wilson, five, Trey Lance, six. And Trey Lance is six because there's just nothing out on him. He played like one half of one game of football. I yeah. can't put him any higher. Uh, I think I think Wilson will end up being the worst out of the bunch, uh, which is pretty bad. Uh, Cam? Um, so this is, this is interesting that this came up this week. So let me first, let me start by this. I'm going to give my broad of the week real quick. Have we gotten there yet? No, we haven't finished Ways to Takes. You okay, no, but take. it, it has to come in now because my broad of the week is the 2021. <laughs> All of them. Every single one of them. Broads, they won't let make it another two seasons. Um, anyway, I'll dive into that deeper later. I just had to give that up. Number one, I'm going to go with... Trevor S to um, one Trevor. I think Trevor Lawrence stinks. How's, how's Zach Wilson playing? Zach, Zach Terrible. Bad. Terrible. Like, 
like oh, like threw four interceptions against the Patriots three. this week. Three. One of them he was trying to throw out of bounds. No, no, like, like Mac played bad, but Zach Wilson won us right. the game. All right, but Mac is that's just blue word. All right, whatever. Um, Lawrence, I take personal offense yeah. if you put Zach Wilson over him. No, no. Lawrence isn't Lawrence. that good, guys. I don't know why he's number one on no, his list. No, he was my he was the one I wanted to explain the draw the most. Um, Mac, Fields, Mills, Wilson, Lance, because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, all of them frogs on your pick. Um, all right. Uh, Dylan, you got a take for us? Yeah, this is a bit of a wild one. Um, so, allegedly... News has come out. Well, the news is not alleged, but what the news, the fact that the news came out is not alleged. Okay, got that. But it is alleged that uh, someone on the Celtics team supposedly was a leaker for the uh, telling of the relationship between Ime and this lady in the front office. Apparently, there's was he was texting multiple different women too, but that's besides the point. Um, now the question becomes, who could this be? Who in their right mind would be doing something like this? Um, now we've had some recent discoveries and media uh, outlets reporting on some of the things that uh, our good friend. Uh, Kanye has been saying. Kanye, I think, certifiably insane, also manipulative. He also has donned to sports. <laughs> and Jalen uh, is a was a member of this Don to sports. I think Jalen leaked these. Uh, leaked these things and it was because Kanye's in his ear manipulating him trying to say you give him more money if he shakes things down in Boston that's the tip uh, this is going to be a hard disagree for me considering Jalen Brown came out today and said he was very happy for E-May. he's glad that a black head coach was able to bounce back a lot of times it doesn't happen that way um, sounds and, like an apology to me yeah I don't think it was Jalen I don't I'm starting to disbelieve the fact it was a player. Covering the faces. Um, I know I shared that tweet with you guys. I, I'll i touch more on this later. I want to talk on this at length. Um, but I I don't know. I don't think it was Jalen. If it, if it happened with a player, it, it had to be an important player enough to move him. So that means Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, probably. Maybe Al Horford, too. Um as far as I know, Marcus Smart, he came out and he said he was pissed at the Celtics today. He did a Boston Globe article. Jalen Brown has defended it. Haven't heard anything from Tatum. Um, haven't heard anything from Rob. Haven't heard anything of him from him at all, considering he's injured. And haven't heard anything from Horford. Um, Rob, it doesn't strike me as somebody who has a like girlfriend. I think he's more of a player. And Al is super married, so... Maybe it's Al, maybe it's Tatum, um, but I don't think I don't think it was a player, and I don't think Kanye had anything to do with it. Um, 
considering that Jalen left Donda too. I don't know how that would work out between them. Uh, Tucker? Uh, also a hard disagree for me. Um, yeah. I I don't think Jalen had anything to do with this. Do we know when these do we know when the play had do we know when it first was reported or thought of that this was going on? Like maybe no. not even reported, but no. like rumors of it. Well, what about last year when there were talks of trading Jalen for Durant? And maybe he knew something wanted to get back at the team. That's a, a good little something. connecting the dots. I like that. I don't hate that, though. You you pull me in a little bit. I'm still a hard no, but it's gone from a hard no to a soft no now. Cam? You're getting me there. Too, too many no's. It's got to be true. Um, Thank all, you, Cam. I'm all. It just, it just makes too much sense. It doesn't make enough sense. It's not a happen. So, Tucker, what are you, who's doing that sound? This is not me. Yeah, it's Cam. What's up? Are you scratching something? What's going on? Oh, I'm scratching my home case. Yep, sorry. All right. Sound like this? Yeah, it sounded just like that. <laughs> a lot of that. Definitely me. Okay. Uh, doesn't make enough sense for it not to happen, so it definitely happens, what I was saying. Um, also, I think the girl that was talking about, the girl that uh, is supposedly friends with his wife, also was definitely smashing me as well. <laughs> Um, no doubt in my mind about that. Super mad at the guy or at the girl, the other girl, and then all of a sudden hyping up. So keep in your pants, Ethan. Come on, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cam, you got a take? Oh, I'm glad I I'm going last because I got a I got a granddaddy of a take, and it's gonna shock the world right now that I'm gonna be the first one um, revealing this to everybody. I have inside sources. And the inside sources have to remain anonymous because they are just me, myself, and my big, huge brain. Um, Giselle, Bunskin, Bunskin, Buna Cannon, former Brady woman. Um, she has recently already purchased a home in Miami. Uh, she purchased a $1.2 million house. Nothing crazy, not a huge flex down here. Um, seems pretty quick to me. She's getting out of Dodge quick. Must have had some sort of plans down here. Something to do. This is to be or maybe somebody to see. I am under the impression that, that the latter is the case. And there's one man that comes to mind when you think about a couple of things. Disastrous relationships. And my I almost I- made this take if it's who I think it is. And there's one man who's a bachelor, an eligible bachelor, very close ties to Miami, and his name is Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Alex Rodriguez and Giselle have been talking for a little bit and been chatting it up. They wanted this to go quietly. They wanted the divorce to go quickly. Already got it done, finalized. Tom Brady said, I'm going to go with my football career after he found out about the A-Rod situation. He was going to retire. Found out about A-Rod back in the day. I'm not going to take it that far. Um, my my take is that A-Rod and Giselle are going to be the next day couple in Hollywood. It's going to break, it's going to break barriers. And uh, you heard it here first. Uh, that is not who I thought this was going to be. Oh, I, this is what I. This is who I thought he was talking about. Um, and I had a different take, counter take. 
Pete Davidson. That's that's so played out. That's everybody's thing. But he dates. But he does. That's his thing. I like. I, see, camps they get a little more outside the box. I've seen a million tweets of of Photoshop pictures. Oh really? Yeah. That's disappointing. Very played out. But I, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, Cam, love this thing. How do you spell Giselle? G-I-S-E-L-L. Fun fact, when we got Taj, her original name was Giselle. I made them switch it immediately. That ugly name. Dog's way too pretty to be named Giselle. That's her hot for Houston right now. Cam, I love this take. Um... A, a, a part about this not talked about um, through this whole thing is the fact that they're both going to be single and be dating celebrities, no doubt. Um, so um, I think this is this is going to happen. I, I agree. I think this is just A-Rod's type of girl. Um, wounded, you know. Um, I, I love this take. Um, so yeah, I think this will happen. And I want to get a name from everybody who they'd like to see Brady date. Mine is Margot Robbie. I want to see him date Margot Robbie. I think they'd be a power couple. I think she's the most beautiful woman on the planet. He's obviously the most handsome man on the planet. Um, if they got together, worlds would collide. So I'm uh, I'm all in on Brady Brady Robbie, 2024. Tucker, come back to me, um, Dylan. Um, I love this date. Uh, now. I'm reading something here. Alex Rodriguez added on to Giselle's special gesture or ex-husband. I don't know what that means. It doesn't matter, but maybe they were met somewhere. Uh, the one thing about the divorce, uh, sexless marriage cited as reasoning for the split. Between Apparently, Giselle and Tom? Yep. Whoa. Apparently Giselle wanted it a little bit more. I would too if I was her. So, I Tom, Tommy not putting out lately. He's focused. He's focused. I don't blame him. He's old. He's got oh ED. Oh my god! If, if they said Tom Brady was eating babies, Jerry'd be like, I don't blame him. Hey, whatever you gotta do. Listen, Kings, stay committed to your craft. All right, stay committed to your craft. Love is temporary. Legacy is forever. Cam though. Well, it's gonna be anybody else that she was gonna date at BA Rod. I mean, you hit the nail right on that. Do you no, have a Do you have a Brady a Brady girlfriend possibility? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I don't. I don't have a Brady girlfriend possibility. I have a Brady boyfriend possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think after Dylan said that, I was thinking about a bunch of women. A Rod. Once Dylan said <laughs> that'd be crazy. Once Dylan said it was a sexist relationship, I thought, you know what? That's the reason why. Brady's going to be, um, he's going to be caught with a dude. He's not going to be dating anyone until um, he retires. And once he retires, he's going to be all out with dudes. Loves football so much. Loves getting sacked. Favorite thing. Tight. Loves sacked. I mean, that long in locker rooms. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, getting right up under the center. No chance. But I do have a Brady dating possibility. Um, I was thinking, so we, we had a debate recently. Who's more famous? Uh, Taylor Swift or Tom Brady? I, that wasn't the now, debate. 
Taylor Swift is obviously more famous than Tom Brady. Who's oh, better at their craft? Sorry. Correct. Who's more dominant at Two their goats. respective craft? Two goats fighting it out. Taylor Swift and Tom Brady. Power couple of the century. The greatest songs of all time. Like, there'll be some great breakup song about, like, called Eighth Ring. Or you something just, like that. Just that's that's really good. That's really good, Tucker. That is really good. <laughs> they have, listen, and then they go on to have a child who sings the national anthem before every game and then goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Playing with Tom Brady. Plays the halftime <laughs> show. Plays the halftime show at the Super Bowl that he's winning. All right, spirited round of waste takes. Let's move on to fraud of the week. Um, Cam, why don't you continue with your thought process? Yeah. So I've already said, I think I've already said Justin Fields and Zach Wilson as frauds. I said that the whole entire Jets team is frauds. I said Zach Wilson last year, I believe, is a fraud. So I, I was going to say Trevor Lawrence today. Um, and I just figured, you know what? Let's just, I'm going to get to all of them eventually. I might as well throw them all under the bus. So let's talk about Trevor Lawrence specifically. Now, you said Trevor Lawrence isn't that good. I don't know why you guys are putting him in number one. It was tough for me to put him in number one because he's not that good, and he's supposed to be a lot better, and I've given him a lot of benefit of the doubt because everyone says, oh, Pete man threw 28 interceptions his first season. took him a while to get back. You know what? I'm over it because I've seen him play. He makes dumb decisions. I'm with it. He's not Pete Manning. He doesn't care about football. He couldn't motivate anyone ever. He's whispering in the huddle. He's not loud. Couldn't hear him. Couldn't hear him. I was over in the cheap seat, but I still couldn't hear him. I could hear Daniel Jones. Um, and on top of that, he they they kind of tried to help him out. Not not so much last year. He's in a predicament. That's why I gave him the, the doubt. Brought in Doug Peterson this year. Gave him Evan Ingram as a new tight end. Got him a new offensive lineman. Um, forgot to got Scherf. Brandon Scherf uh, got him Christian Kirk, who's playing very well. And they're just all around a better team. And he still can't get it done. I don't understand the problem. I went to the game. It didn't seem like there were that many issues. He's got Travis Etienne, his running back that they got for him from Clemson. And I just, I'm, I'm over it. I don't think he's going to get any better. I don't see that he wants to get any better. Um so, yeah, he's a big fraud. The rest of them I just kind of threw in there. Mac, I think, is a fraud just because he's he's tapped out. He's maxed, he's peaked already, and it's unfortunate, but I think that's it for him. Um, Davis, Mills, Davis Mills can't be in there quite yet because he's, he wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Yeah, but he's not. So, good. I guess, yeah, he's like saying still. Bailey Zappi is a fraud. Um, no, Bailey Zappi's not a fraud. Um, I'll tell you what's wrong with him, Cam. Zero clutch gene in his entire body. He has led a ton of drives within one score late in games where he has just made horrible decisions. And you're right. I think he can't motivate a stick. Damn it. He couldn't He couldn't motivate a dog to a bone. He, he, you, have you ever heard any of his pregame speeches to his boys in the locker room or in the oh, yeah. tunnel? It's like, hey, boys, hey guys, let's, let's, go out and let's, go out, let's go out and play hard. Jaguars on three. It's like, dude, come on. He needs to cut his hair. I saw I saw a take that was if Justin if, – if uh, Trevor Lawrence cuts his hair, he's an all-pro quarterback. Gotta cut that hair. Hair take, hair take. Hair takes. Um so I have a fraud of the week, and I can't believe it's taken me this long to find a fraud of the week. This is like we've we've done fraud of the week a lot. You know, sometimes you know we're piling on guys who are clearly bad and we're calling them fraud. This team 
is legitimate frauds, like in the every sense of the word. That team is the Tennessee Titans. So the Tennessee Titans are what five and two right now. Um, they're leading the South. Yes. They here here are their wins and losses. They lost to the Giants twenty one to twenty. Giants are a good team as we've decided. They got destroyed by the Bills forty one to seven. They beat the Raiders, who have two wins. They beat the Colts, who have, what, two wins? Beat- I think the Raiders have one win. I'm pretty sure they're two and five, the Raiders. <laughs> Raiders have two. Colts have three. Go Col- Colts have oh. three. They beat the Commanders. Who, how many do they have? Two or three? They beat the Colts four. again. Four and four, baby. And they, beat the t- and they hung on against the Texans, who are terrible. Um, they hung on against the Texans this week and barely beat them by a touchdown. This team is fraudulent. They are not good. They're the same thing they were last year. People forget they were the one seed last year. They are just a mid-team that plays in a terrible division. That just Their schedule has been nothing. Uh, they have the Chiefs this week. They'll get smoked. They, they'll beat the Broncos. They'll probably beat the Packers. They'll And then, and then it gets a little tougher with the Bengals-Eagles. Um, but they... Are frauds. They will not do a single thing in the postseason. You can already write them out of it. They will. They will be a high seed for no good reason because they have a the easiest schedule I've ever seen. Um, and they're frauds, and they're not good. And Tannehill's hurt, right? And they got the Willis kid in. Um, so we'll see what he can do. But it's this team is Derrick Henry, and he'll run out of gas by the end of the year. It's just too much wear and tear on one guy. Um, I couldn't tell you a single receiver. Do they have Robert Woods? There you go. There's one receiver. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you another one. Well, hey, just don't, don't, don't too much disrespect to Mike Rabel. He does a very good job. I like Mike Rabel. This team is fraudulent. This team is not good. That's my fraud of the week. Not fine. What are they? Say they're no, not. no, no. I meant they're not five and too good. That this team isn't five and too good. Correct. They're five and two on, on paper. Yeah. They're not. I mean, those those wins and losses just show you how good they really are. They're terrible. Um, Dylan, do you have a friend? <laughs> Tucker, do you have a friend? I do. My friend of the week is the. It's actually a person. It's Derek Carr. Derek Carr has just kind of slipped under the radar. Radar. He's been awful. I, I don't know anything about his stats, but he just put up a zero against the Saints, who aren't a good football team. There have been some shootouts with some bad teams this year. And for some reason, Derek Carr couldn't score a single point. I'm looking up his stats right now. They didn't get but past midfield until three minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, I saw that, actually. He had – he has – yeah, he has a terrible completion. He's almost under 60% completion percentage. He has nine touchdowns through seven games and a QBR of 80, which isn't actually that bad. But it's only because he had some two really good games and then the rest of them he's been awful. I think this team's bad. I think Derek Carr is bad. He got Devontae Adams on that team and hasn't done anything with him. He threw for 101 yards against the Saints this week. Uh, Dylan, do you have a fraud? Not really. Okay. 
We we seem to have lost Dylan for the time being. Can you hear me? Barely. What did you change no. on your headset? Oh, my uh, my headset that I was using. Um, I went to pick up my computer and the cord got stuck, and I destroyed the USB that plugs into the computer. So. What was that? That was Tucker. <laughs> that was me. Okay, Dill. Well. Uh, do your best for the rest of the episode, I guess. We can. can you hear me? Yeah, if you if you speak loudly, we can hear you. Okay, so, uh, Rod, I don't know if anybody said it, but I know Cam said the quarterbacks, but in general, the Jets, uh, officially frauds. I had them on fraud watch last week. Pats beat them, and they looked absolutely terrible. They handed us the game. Uh, they might not win three more games. Jets frauds. I think Cam said that last week. They might not win three more games. Um, all right. Okay, never mind. I agree with Cam. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on, Cam. As we said, obviously last week was a little bit of a, a difference, but um, we'll start with the Giants. They are the better team. Uh, they are the more important story at this time for the NFL. Um, tough, tough loss to the Seahawks, who are looking more and more legit. Who Pete Carroll's having a coach of the year type season. Um, I haven't seen anything about this game, to be honest with you. I just know that they lost. Um, but give me your opinion on, on the state of the Giants right now. Yeah, much needed loss by us. Um, I was upset, but I wasn't taking it too hard. We're 6-2, and two, um, and we're coming up. We got coming up a bye week here. I'm, I'm a little upset we didn't do anything with the trade deadline. Because the problem in the Seahawks game, I watched the whole thing, was that Daniel Jones doesn't have anybody to throw to. Um, I think this is my my prediction. The reason that we didn't make any moves, besides sending Kadarius Tony, which I'm fine with, because um, he didn't play anyway and didn't want to play. It's an off-field problem. Um, I think what, what we're thinking is Ken Galladay is going to be back. We're going to get him more involved. We paid him. We might as well just try to use him. And then Sterling Shepard's going to be back as well. So if we can get Shepard, Galladay, someone doing well, Wendell Robinson, the rookie, Darius Slayton, that's four guys um, that can play ball. So I think going into a bye week, we're going to be in good shape. And then we got Lions-Texans. If we come out of this 8-2, and two, I'm going to be happy. But the Seahawks game, I think we needed to lose it. I can't. I, I didn't want to get too high on the horse. The Seahawks are a good team, which makes me feel even better. I think they're the best team. Play, to be honest with you, uh, through and through. I think they're close with the Ravens, but the Ravens can't really finish. And the Seahawks are just, Geno Smith is legit. I don't know how I'm saying that in 2022, but Geno Smith is legit. And that team is legit as well. They're, they got they may have the offensive and defense rookie of the year this year. So um, I'm, I'm fine with the Giants. No five, big bye week this week. So I can just watch some football. Um. Dylan, try speaking normally. I think I think it might be working. You have an opinion on the Giants losing? Uh, can you hear me? Still, uh, yeah. You oh, can speak okay. up. Um, what do I have on what? The uh, the Giants game. Do you have anything on it? They lost the Seahawks. Yeah, so the Seahawks are sneakily good, way better than we expected. Like Cam said, Geno's playing great. Um, uh, I think what plays well for them is their offensive line has been just stellar and uh, their defensive pass rushing 
or not pass, their defensive uh, rushing defense, whatever you want to call it, um, has been pretty good. So um, I don't think Saquon had a particularly tremendous game. Is that right, Cam? Sorry, what'd you say, Dale? I said, did Saquon have a particularly good game? No, nobody really had a great game. Um, I mean, it was it was pretty just the only reason we scored was because of the fumble on like their own four yard line. We didn't have a great game other than that. They played very good defense. They have a corner, a rookie corner, who has like four picks this year. It's just insane. He ran he was one of the guys that ran a four two forty as a corner and he's like six four. So he's pretty good. Yeah. Um and so that's what I'm saying though, is like they they have a good rushing defense and they limited the arguably best running back of the league this year so far. Um to basically just you know, nothing special. So um I don't think the Giants can lose too much sleep over this game because I think for some the Seahawks are just good, you know. So um yeah, I uh I think the Giants are still in a good spot. So like we said last week, what, eleven and six or ten and seven. Tucker, Giants thoughts? Seahawks, the Giants are Seahawks good. Um, I kind of agree with Cam on the fact that it was a needed loss. So I think, you know, in the long run, I think this might be good for them. Need something, but I think they're in a really good place to, I mean, make the playoffs, obviously. So I don't think this loss meant that much. I think it was a little bit of a coming down to earth. It's kind of how you rebound here is how the season goes, so. Yeah, I come back this week. Can't put up a ton of a performance. Who are they playing, Cam? Seahawks. No, no, this week. Oh. I think they have the bye. Did you say they had the Texans? Texans. Oh wait, the Texans next week. Yeah. yeah so they got a bye, and they got to come out of the bye hot. I mean, you, the Texans are one of those teams that can kind of stick around. You got to make sure you put them down there. Yeah, my phone wouldn't wouldn't come off mute. Sorry. Yeah, they have a bye then. Than the Texas Lions, so we need to win both those games desperately. I'm excited to come off the bye. I think a loss and then a bye is, is perfect. Also, got to give the Seahawks credit. 12th man is back in a huge way. Um, that stadium was absolutely electric, and I don't think the Giants wanted any part of it. Rainy Seattle. Got to hate playing in Seattle. Just a down, bad mood place. Um and the neon green 12 man Rowdy Stadium. Don't like it. So ugly. There. So ugly, those uniforms. Um, all right. Let's move on to the Patriots game. Uh, what happened? I didn't watch it. They won, right? Um, yeah, no. Patriots won. I don't think it had that much to do with Mac Jones. Honestly, I don't, I don't think anyone came out of that thinking Mac Jones is definitely the guy um it was kind of just they won despite oh oh my god jason tatum just dunked on the entire cleveland team with six seconds left to tie tie it up what a play um but i yeah it wasn't a stud performance for mac it was a stud performance for nick volk props to him absolute baller but um the defense played well. Zach Wilson was seeing ghosts. Three interceptions in the second half. It just, it made me happier that I had Mac that I got to watch Zach Wilson play football. 
because it was painful to watch. So happy that we didn't have the second overall pick. So I, I, I didn't watch the game, but obviously I watched the highlights about 20 times. I listened to a lot of stuff this week. I, I watched some stuff, read some stuff. From my takeaway on it, um, I actually think Mac Jones played well. And you could, if you think that's a bad take, you can tell me. But here's here's what I saw out of him. Yes, he's still a little panicky in the pocket. I think he's nervous about his ankle. I think he's nervous about losing his job. He looks a little panicky, 100%. Like, he did not play great. He, I, he did not play good. He played well, I think. Um, he... The, the problem isn't Mac Jones on this offense right now. I'll tell you that much. I think Mac Jones had about as good a game as Bailey Zappi um, against, you know, the cruddy teams that he played. And I think that Jets defense is legitimate. I think they're a good defense. Um, the offensive line is miserable, man. It's terrible. He has no time to throw. There's a few times where he does need to get rid of it a little quicker from what I saw. But he had no time to throw. He got sacked, what, six or seven times, I think. Um, and he, he just, the, the Isaiah win is one of the all time worst draft picks in Patriots history. He's so, so bad. He's terrible. And I don't even really fault them for that one. Um, cause it was a need at the time and he was, you know, a, a decent prospect and they were at the very end of the first round. So I actually liked the pick at the time, but boy, is he bad. I wanted them to move him at the trade deadline so bad. Um, in terms of Zach Wilson, yes, he's terrible. Um, but for, for Mac here, Mac made the plays he needed to make, had some good balls, had some decent runs, you know, seemed to, to kind of take over the game at points. Uh, so I'm got hit hard a couple times, got back up. Um, the interception play was the big talked about thing, um, where people are saying it shouldn't have been called. Mac was going to miss it anyways. From what I've read, Jacoby Myers might have been the one to mess that up. He may have ran the wrong route. Um, and and Mac was expecting him to be going left when he went straight. Um, so the but the way that, that people are upset that was called, I think that's a legitimate call, especially nowadays after the two after Tua. Um, the guy went at his head. Um, so it's it's a bad job by the Jets defense. You gotta know you can't hit the quarterback like that. And the Jets are the Jets. They are who they are. Um, in terms of the Patriots, um, I think this was a huge win for them. I think they really, really needed it. I think they needed it for morale. I think they, Mac needed it to feel a little more comfortable. Here's what they've got coming up. They got the Colts, which I think is a win. They have the Jets, which I think is a win. They have the Vikings, which I think is a loss. Bills, I think is a loss. That puts them at 6-6. Six and six. They've got the Cardinals, I see as a loss. I know the Cardinals are bad, but they can't stop running quarterbacks. That's uh, six and seven. Raiders seven and seven. Bengals. Bengals is a tough one. That's a toss up. I'll go ahead and give them the win. I'll say eight and seven. Uh, Dolphins. I'll go nine and seven. I think they can split with the Dolphins. I have them at nine and eight to finish the year. Um, now there's they could very easily end up with with seven wins here, six or seven wins. Um, so you just got to keep it hot, keep it rolling. Max got to start to feel it out again. And I think you're good, and I'm excited to get back to watching them this weekend after serving my uh, my suspension. Um, but the Jets are absolutely frauds. Not that good. They're going to come back down to earth. Zach Wilson, one of his interceptions was him trying to throw it out of bounds. You can't do that as a quarterback in the NFL. Just can't. He's. I saw a tweet that said, 
Zach Wilson is Patrick Mahomes if he played blackout drunk, which <laughs> I think is the most accurate description of him that you can make. Um, Dylan, what did you think of your football team? Um, I think they, uh, I think I didn't watch a lot of this game because I was busy. Um, but I think they played not great. I mean, he covered it. I was trying to listen to something as well. Um, but, uh, a win's a win. You beat a team that was higher than you in the division time. Um, so you can't really be too upset. They just need to build from a win. Uh, we lost you. You cut out. Oh, it's gone again. I didn't watch the game. Um, <clears throat> kind of. No, not really. Go ahead, Cam. What do you got? Win's a win, Dylan said. Um, I didn't watch the game at all, but I do want to ask Trey, what did what did your Sunday consist of? Walking through the walking through the day. Um, woke up. And uh, then I, I decided that I'll be taking no further questions at this time. Okay. <laughs> Went on a little date, a little picnic. Apple picking, maybe? I did not go apple picking, but I will not be answering any further questions at this time. Were you in Boston? Were you even at, Were you in town? Were you in Quincy? I will not be answering any further questions at this time. And, yeah, they're on to who you guys play next. The Colts. All right, he's on to the Colts. Around Indianapolis. Dylan, did you have any more thoughts, maybe, that you could articulate? Oh, now he's frozen. Dylan, Dylan's having all sorts of technical difficulties. I think he's frozen. Is he frozen? He looks frozen. He's got to be frozen. He's frozen. Um, all right. Um, with, with that Patriots talk, I kind of want to do a little playoff picture talk for the AFC. So, obviously, we have the Bills, um, the Chiefs. Um, they're, they're good teams, right? Then you've got the Titans leading the South. We talked about them. The Ravens, who can't hold a lead, barely beat the struggling Bucks. Um, they are first in the North. And um, so those are your top four seeds. Bills, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens. Then in the wild card, you've got Jets, Dolphins, Chargers. So Jets are five and three. They have the Bills this week. They're five and four. Dolphins have the Bears. They should be six and three. They should overtake the Jets. The Chargers have the Falcons. I wouldn't give that win to the Chargers. Um, and then so in the 8, 9, and 10 slots, you've got the Pats, the Bengals, the Colts, the 11 slot. you got the Browns. The rest of the teams are bad after that. So the Browns, I think, are interesting because if they can just stay, if they, they need to start, they need to come in around 500, maybe one under 500 and get Watson back. They maybe can make a push. I think the Colts are finished. I don't think they're going to do anything. So I think the Browns will overtake the Colts. The Bengals. Wait, was I read? Where was I reading? Okay, never mind. The Bengals are four and four. The Patriots are four and four. So they play each other late in the year. I think the Bengals are seriously hungover, and the Patriots. Obviously, we've got a ton of problems. So I think it's still for those wild card slots, really up in the air between New York, Miami, Los Angeles, New England, Cincinnati, and I won't count out the Browns yet. Um, I, I don't think I think, think we can count out the Jets. <laughs> so that's what I was gonna say. I say I think right now I think the Dolphins are gonna keep pace. I think they'll end up getting that first wild card slot. Um, 
I don't know anything about the Chargers. I call them frauds. I don't really think they're good. I think no I don't idea. know. No. I don't know what their schedule is, but I can see them holding on, and then that would shore up a spot for the Patriots, the Bengals. I think it's going to be. I think Miami's a lock, and then I think the last three, the last two slots are a toss up between the Chargers, the Pats, and the Bengals. Any any other any other opinions? Wholeheartedly agree with that. Tucker. No, I actually agree with you. All right. Well, that was pretty easy. Um, all right. Let's... And food, on the other hand, is the best thing I've ever heard. dumpster fire. They're both dumpster fire, dude. The, the league is, like, in chaos no, the, right the now. Is, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to pan out to be expected. The NFC, if, it's, if it goes the way it goes, it's going right now, would be just the best thing ever. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you look at the AFC, it's the Bills, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Chargers. The Titans aren't with good. With the Patriots and Bengals right out of the bubble. The only real, like, outlier is the Jets. Outside of that, I feel like it's pretty standard. I mean, I guess so, but they're, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But it's just kind of crazy that these teams are all beating each other. Like, the Browns crushed the Bengals. Crushed them. Um... The Colts, I don't know how they're even still in it. Dude. They're, they've been terrible from what I've seen. Um, I don't know. It's And then the Patriots looked like they were finished against the Bears. So, I mean, obviously every week is an overreaction. So, I don't know. I, I still think the Pats have a long way to go to get in there. Um, the only team I have for a lock in the wild card is the Dolphins. Um, other than that, it's a toss. But, yes, you're right. On the other side, I mean, nobody picked the Eagles. Actually, a few people picked the Eagles. The Eagles are a lot of people like the Eagles. Yeah, but they're they didn't expect seven and all. The Vikings, everyone expected the Packers. The Seahawks, nobody expected them. The Falcons, nobody expected them. The Cowboys were expected. The Giants, nobody expected them. The 49ers were expected. And then on the bubble, Washington, LA, who everyone thought was going to be good, kind of suck. Tampa Bay, same deal. Packers, same deal. Like these you look at these teams at the bottom or on the bubble. Like L.A., Tampa Bay, Green Bay. These places all were supposed to be good oh, and suck. What's up, Cam? I said it's the old QBs. That's it. Last year was the last year. Last year for them. Uh, Cam, do you what do you think? There's any chance that the Commanders could could make a push into the bubble into the into the wild I hope, card? I hope they do. I hope they do. I want that. First time that all, all the whole division makes it to be the NFC's the laughing stock of the entire league for so long. Um, that being said, it's going to be tough when they have to play the entire NFC's. So probably not going to happen. Um, I hope it does because I, I mean to be honest with you, I'm, I'm less concerned about that because we're not going to play them. We're going to get a wild card spot. Our, the division is is a tough ask. I want the Vikings to win. I want the Seahawks to win. I want the Falcons to win. I want all these teams that I don't want to have. I don't want to play for the playoffs. Even Rodgers, who's not great in the playoffs, I don't want to play for the playoffs. I don't want to play the Rams in the playoffs. If they could just keep it up with the Seahawks-Falcons catastrophe going on up there, we got a real shot at this. So the Falcons, to me, are in, it's insane that they're in that first wildcard slot. Um <laughs> The whole division's tied right now, pretty much. But no, they they're winning the division. Never mind, they're not in the first one. So no, they're, that, they're, I guess that makes more sense. I, I guess that makes they're more like sense. All, 
They're all three and five, right? <coughs> Falcons are four and four. Everyone else is three and five, except for the Panthers, who are two and six. If oh. the Panthers Panthers had won that game, though, they're in the fifteenth spot in the NFC. If they had won that game, no, they no, would the have, Panthers win the game. They would have been one in. The they would have been one in the division. Correct. They're last in the division now. They would have been one if they had won that game. And, and and their kicker was the one who screwed it for them. But we got a long way to go before this irons out, man. This is like there are the only guarantees you really have right now are Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, like Ravens, mate. Ravens, I guess. I wouldn't even put the Vikings as I. Yeah, I will. Vikings. Cowboys, maybe. I say the Vikings are a lock. The boys, I don't know. I don't trust them, man. I don't trust. Yeah, them. they're only two games up, I guess. That's. They're t- their same record as the Giants. Like, it, the Giants can beat that team, 100%. Um, so it's... We got them at home. That's insane. It's insane. Um, all right, trade deadline. Uh, obviously, some huge moves. Calvin Ridley was the one that really stuck out to me. I think that's a great move uh, to go and get him. Um, he's going to have another deal on his contract. The wide receiver class this year is being headlined by, like, Guys like Nelson Aguilar and Juju Smith-Schuster, so it's not a good class. Um, so I, I think that's a great move. Bradley Chubb coming to Miami scares the hell out of me for Mac, especially the way our offensive line has looked. Um, any other big moves you guys want to talk about, Cam? Uh, well, I already talked about Tony going away. That was a little bit earlier on. Uh, nothing of note, really. I'm trying to think back to, to any of the crazier ones, but I don't think any. I don't think it was too big, too big of a thing. I know that I was watching it in the office yesterday um, at work, and it was. I think there were 10, 10 last minute it's, deals. It's the, the, last most, the, deals most like the most ever. Yeah. No, I, I I don't know why you're saying I don't think it was a big deal because there were a ton of moves. I not nothing big to to. To us, outside of that's the, what I meant. Yeah. yeah, I mean for New England, like the Bradley Kumar, Chubb deal is the like big. Mara didn't go. Mara yeah. didn't go. Uh, Kareem Hunt didn't end up going. Like those, those kind of big moves. Um, but a lot of little things. Claypool to the Naheem Bears. Hines, like those kind of trades. Claypool to the Bears. Bradley Chubb, I felt like was a huge one. That's a huge one, especially for us, Tuck, because he's gonna torment us. And they're and they're already talking yeah, about. They're already getting an extension done, so he's going to be here for a while, which is just fantastic. Great to hear. The the, the Miami Dolphins, dude, they're loading up. They believe in what they've got going. Um, this is how I would build my team around my young QB, but I don't know. It's just me. Um, Tucker, any any other thoughts on the trade deadline? Uh, the TJ Hawkinson deal was big, I felt like. Oh, no. TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings, I felt like we probably – the biggest for a contender. I mean, that's now a top three offense in the NFL now. Uh, uh, I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, you have Justin Jefferson, top three wide receiver in the NFL. Dalvin Cook, a top. It depends where you rank him, but a really good, a top tier running back in the NFL. Adam Thielen, one of the best number two wide receivers. And then Kirk Cousins is like the game manager that won't fuck it up. Um, <sighs> two games against the Cavaliers, the Celtics have lost both on OT. This is a joke. Yeah. What a joke. No, this, uh, yeah. 
Let's see. I'm watching the final possession. Jalen Brown with a fade, a dumb fadeaway. What is that shot, dude? Um, all right. Um, t- Dylan, do you have anything um, on the trade deadline? Astros no hitter watch. Oh, that that'd be great. Oh. They should definitely get a no hitter. Let's all talk about that for the rest of the episode. Astros no hitter. Here it comes. Um, Dylan, any thoughts on the trade deadline? Quiet. No, cannot hear you. <laughs> Dylan is maybe barred from the Go podcast ahead, until further no, further notice. Um, it out. Yeah, keep working at it. To figure it out. Um, all right. The Ime Udoka situation. So Ime hired by the Nets um, after about a month away from the Celtics. So first of all, from the two, two perspectives, the Nets, I hate. The Nets, dude. I hate them. First, you've got Kyrie being anti-Semitic, coming out and promoting this film. The Jewish kid showing up to sit on the sidelines and absolutely dunk on him. Then you've got um, the firing of Steve Nash, who they, of course, blamed all their problems on, even though they're just a dysfunctional group. And then you've got the hiring of a sex pest to be your head coach. So here's the thing, though, for the Celtics. The Celtics have had two players come out and say that they are upset about the way the situation was handled. Jalen Brown, who really didn't say it, but heavily inferred it. And Marcus Smart, who just straight up came out and said it. He said that he was upset. His name was dragged through the mud. Uh, People said he'd never coach again. Turns out it wasn't that big a deal because he got hired in five minutes. Um, This is a bad look for the Celtics. Um, People said this was a really egregious thing that he did. Now, we can speculate all we want about if it was a player's wife, if it was a player's girlfriend, if it was somebody in the front office, um, something like that. If you're the Celtics, you can't really bring him back. So I don't really have a problem with them letting him go, especially for nothing. They don't really have a lot of leverage. Um, they can't really be like, yeah, he's just going to sit here and then we're going to fire him at the end of the year and pay him the rest of his contract. If he signs another contract, then you don't have to pay him. He technically resigns. So I'm fine with him leaving, but the fact that they were willing to hire him really quickly either means he was suspended for something very minor that really wasn't a big deal, or B, the Nets are just a scum organization. I really hope it's B, but if you piss off your players over something minor, like him just cheating on his wife with somebody in the PR team or in the team services team, like... Or like that's a little insane to me. Like I get that's workplace misconduct. It shouldn't happen. This is the NBA. This is not a nine to five desk job. This is something different. He should have been suspended for a series of games, fine, a decent chunk of money, and return to the team if that's the case. Because these guys clearly like him. Somebody needs to come out and say what happened. Because if it turns out that he was just you know, do, doing if he was just in that consensual relationship and maybe sent a few, a few dick pics, like that shouldn't that shouldn't have been. They shouldn't have suspended him for the year. It sounds like the players don't know what happened, at least to the full extent, which is bad. But if it comes out that he was doing like really bad things, and the Nets decide to hire him anyway, they should they should have to bear the brunt of that. This is turning into an embarrassment for the league, I think, or the Celtics. So the Celtics, like, they, they're happy with their guy, Missoula. I don't know if you can say you're happy with him yet. It's been seven games. They're, what, four and three? 
Um, so I don't know how you can say they that he's the guy. They've been they've been worse defensively. Tatum's been playing great, but they've been worse defensively. Uh, I think part of that's not having Rob Williams. But um, yeah, I think this is this has a potential to be a really bad look for the Celtics. Um, and if not, then it's a terrible look for the Nets, who are garbage organization, who are doing nothing to discipline Kyrie Irving for his comments that he made. Which this is a guy. I'm just gonna get my soapbox real quick. This is a guy that says that he comes to Boston and gets called the N word and gets gets racially profiled everywhere he goes. Everything that happens to him is because of his race. Listen, man. It's not racist, just racist, if it's happening to black people. If there's any sort of discrimination towards a minority group, it is racism. Anti-Semitism, racism, dude. Racism. You are a scumbag. You think you're smart, but you're not. I hate, I've never hated an athlete this much. This guy is a scumbag and he's not, he's going to pay a $500,000 fine. Oh, here's a $500 bill. You know, that's nothing. That's nothing. This guy should be suspended by the league. You should have to, to issue a formal apology. He came out and said, I didn't mean it. You, He's the worst. Him and Kyrie, Kanye are the same type of person. These fake intellectuals that are, are persecuted by nobody that act like the whole world's against them. I hate Kyrie Irving. I would not be upset if he died. Tucker, your thoughts on the email situation or anything I just... I mean, about? it's hard to follow up that, but uh, I think the Celtics had to get rid of him. Look, like, even if it's minor, it doesn't matter. If you're like, if it's a sexual workplace misconduct thing and that girl's still working there, let's say, because did she work in the front office? Do we know? We don't know anything. But basically, you know, I from what I thought, I thought it was the girl worked there, which if she still works there and she's saying like, look, like this is what happened. You can't bring them back. You I, agree absolutely, I agree with that. Like, like, there's no way you can be like, yeah, we know, like, you're extremely uncomfortable, but he's he's a really good coach, so you're just going to have to deal with it. You can't fire the girl. Like, that's abundant. Like, you can't fire the girl, so she can't. if she doesn't leave, then you can't do anything. You have to let him go. So I'm not mad at the Celtics in any way, shape, or form. I'm, I'm not either. I just think it's a bad rival. I think it's a yeah, bad look. Like, like giving him to our division rival sucks. Like, not good at all. Do you think he's going to turn them around? What? Do you think he's going to turn them around? Um, I don't know. I think he's the right kind of coach for it. Like, a hard-nosed, like, calls-out players on their bullshit kind of coach is the kind of guy they need there. They didn't need a Steve Nash who was just like, yep, guys, like, whatever you say. I think it's I think it's the right type, and he has a good reputation through the lead of, league of being that type of hard ass coach. And you know, like I think maybe he'll butt heads with the players, but I think they'll also respect him because of the way he is. Um, through six innings, no hitter, just an update. But um, at the end of the day, Kyrie is a scumbag, um, racist piece of shit. It's just unacceptable. I mean, the fact that he can now just die on the hill as if he's right. Um, like, he's not, he doesn't think he's wrong, which is the problem. That's what really bothers me. Is that, like, he'll, like, be like, oh, I wasn't promoting it. I was just posting it on my page. Like, 
Yeah, bro, you posted a movie from 10 years ago that's anti-Semitic on my page, on your page. Like, if I said, like, if I posted Mein Kampf on my fucking Twitter, people would be like, yo, what the fuck is this? And I can't be like, I wasn't endorsing it, I was just, like, acknowledging that it's a book. Like, it's a stupid idea. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of your email stuff, I don't think he'll turn them around. I think they're a disaster. And if he does... And they have to play them. That's going to be terrible for the Celtics. They're not. That's not going to go well. Uh, Cam, your thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, I think it's a good move to get him in. Um, from what I know about him, not a great guy. Apparently, um, no respect for those kind of guys, but also way less respect for Kyrie. Now, I think Ime is the kind of guy that's not going to put up with anything. That's. I mean, that if they were looking for the opposite of Steve Nash and they landed on this guy, I think they're in a good spot. So I think that, that uh, he can turn it around. I don't think he's going to take any BS. And I think once he actually gets there, there's no word from him out, obviously, yet about the Kyrie situation. He's not officially the coach. It's not finalized or anything. Um, but I think once he gets there, I think he's going to come in guns blazing. And I think if, if there is a chance to turn it around, it's going to be him. Um, also, I think he's probably looking for some baddies down in Brooklyn. So maybe he's got his eyes set on a couple of, a couple of spots down there, a couple of strip, split, split, strip joints, um, a couple of massage parlors, trying to get his, get his eyes on uh, some of the Brooklyn girls they've been talking about. Um, and maybe it'll just be more of a disaster. They'll get fired from that too. Um, all right, last thing I want to uh, touch on. I'm trying to make my list guy lists for list guys, and it's not going well. It's there's a lot of good ones that we'll talk about, but um, the World Series. Um, so it's it's what two one Philadelphia right now. Um, yeah. And the Astros are winning. I assume if you're throwing a no hitter. Tucker, what's the uh, score? Yes, they're up five nothing. Okay, so it's going to be tied at the end of tonight, and they're definitely going to throw a no hitter, which is going to be just electric in the in the. World Series. Good for them. Congratulations to the Astros. But I think the big thing... Is that thing, like a jinx kind of thing you're doing right now, or...? Yes, it's a jinx. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I hate the Astros. Um, okay, so from what I've seen, haven't watched any of the games. I've kind of kept up with some highlights and stuff. It's, again, everybody kind of... A lot of people counted out Phillies that they had no shot. They've looked really good. Their hitting's been nuts. Last night, Bryce Harper came, walked up with a sick walk-up song. Um, the the um, the announcer, John Smoltz, was like, he's sitting on a breaking ball here. First pitch breaking ball, launched it. Place went nuts, registered on the Richter scale. Um, and as far as the Astros go, they're back to their cheating ways. Don't know if you saw this, but in game two, the game that they won, Framber Valdez rubbing his palm the entire game. Rubbing his palm the entire game. I don't know if they checked him. They should have. He was clearly cheating. He was clearly cheating in broad daylight, and they didn't stop it. So the Astros are back to their old ways. I hope Philly wins. They smoked this team. Um, I hate the Astros. Tucker, World Series, anything? Uh, go Strohs, go Phillies. I like both teams. Um, they're, I, I mean, I like, you know, I got money on the Astros, so I'm rooting for them, but the Phillies are my second team, so I'm also rooting for them. 
it's a tough situation they put me in. If I thought the Phillies had a shot, I would have bet on them, and I would have been much happier. Uh, but I didn't, and so now I'm dying on the Astros. Um, the way gambling goes, the way life goes. No hitter is good content. Um, if Trey's not rooting for a no hitter, he's rooting for less content, less things to talk about. Um, nope. Disagree. Hard disagree. Philly's money line right now. Ride that Philly's money line. See what it is at. I'll go in on it with the 50-50. Also, That's juicy. We talked about it last week that like we kind of hate Philly sports fans. I'm I never said I hate them. I said I like them. No, no. Okay, I meant Philly sports maybe. The Sixers, we don't like the Sixers. Nobody right. likes the Eagles. Um, and then the, the Flyers and just whatever. I'm a huge Phillies guy, right? I mean, I do respect the fact that those fans are so passionate. Um, I decided that Phillies are my exception to the city, and I'm a huge fan. I, I saw the sound breaking, the sound barrier thing, and I just thought that was awesome. I think they're electric atmosphere. Um especially the owner that keeps telling Bryce Harper he needs to pay him more. I think that's hilarious. Um, how's the money line looking? Are you asking me or are you looking at it? No, nope, I was asking you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the betting guy. Oh, I thought I thought you were, you were looking at it right now. Let me. I'll give you an update once I know. All right. Um, all right, let's jump into the list, guys. Will Ferrell movies. Cam brought this one up. I think it's a great, great opportunity for a great list. Uh, let's lead it off, Cameron. All right, I'm pulling my list up right now. I'm pretty sure I know what my five were for this guy. <laughs> All right, my number five is going to be The Other Guys. Um, now, this is a this movie I was a little late on. Um, I, I remember being in school high school, that is, maybe middle school, and people were talking about it. They were quoting me a little bit. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and I didn't get into it a couple, until a couple years later. Since then, I've seen it a few times. It is funny. It's kind of like the knockoff 21 Jump Street, in my own personal opinion. But it is funny. Mark Wahlberg does a good job. And then it's the infamous, um, the infamous Eva Mendes just scenes in general. Um, Bye, Sheila. Absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Um, honorable mention real quick. I'm going to go seven. They probably watched it not too long ago. It's not going to be fun today. And then also the campaign. Um, that movie is utterly disgusting and hilarious. It was so close to beating out the other guys. And I think if I watched it right now, it probably would be for least two lives. But other guys will be fine. Uh, Cam, the other guys came out before 21 Jump Street. Were you aware of that? Uh, yes, I was. But it's just not as good. That's all I meant. Okay. Um, so honorable mentions, I'm going to throw an honorable mention, mention out that is definitely going to get a lot of hate. It's going to be elf. Um, I just don't like to watch it other than Christmas time. I think it is probably the best Christmas movie. Uh, um, <coughs> very funny. A lot of funnier Will Ferrell movies. My other honorable mention is semi pro, which we watched on the show this year. My number five is going to be blades of glory. Um, this movie is very funny. The reason it's coming at number five for me, because it gives you the most iconic line in all of music history. We're going to skate to one song, one song only. Um, and it gets people going. Um, so, I mean, 
Chaz Michael Michaels, I believe, is the guy's name. He's a drunk. He's like makes makes the sport of figure skating. He treats it like any other athlete treats their sport. Um, he's a notorious sex addict. He goes to the sex addict meetings. Very funny stuff. Blades of Glory is my number five. Tuck. Um, my number five is, I think this is going to be high on your light lists. I think we get some heat for it, but it's Talladega Nights. Um, comes at number five for me. Great movie. Not extremely memorable for me. I remember like a couple scenes I haven't watched in forever. Maybe it'd be higher if I watched it more recently, but you know, very funny movie. Shake and bake. Um, number five. Dylan, number five. Welcome back. Uh, can you hear me at all? Uh, very lightly. Still the same thing. God dang it. I don't know. Um, oh, boy. Uh, number five for me, I'm going to go... Uh, ooh, there's so many good ones. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, Anchorman, first one. Um, just a classic Will Ferrell. Um, something about his demeanor. He's just a big dumb idiot. Uh, he's hilarious. Have a great cast. Uh, yeah, number five for me, Anchorman. Probably higher. Cam, four. Yeah, I, Trey, I totally forgot about Blade's Glory, but if I forgot about it, must not have been able to make the list, but it's definitely not on the mention. Number four, I'm going with Alice. Um, it's it's got to be on there. It's quintessential for Christmas time, and it's not really his kind. I mean, it is his kind of movie in terms of like his comedy, but he's not in any others that kind of like it. Um, it's a different type of role, whereas everything else on my list is going to be kind of like a funny guy as another like sidekick partner in it. Um, he kind of does this one on his own. It's a good solo acting job, and also uh, little midget guy, angry elf is in it. Um, Peter Dinklage. Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel used to have a ginormous cross on Zoe Zoe Deschanel. Always thought she was blonde. Could not did not understand the concept that people could have different colored hair um, and still be the same person back in the early days. But uh, great movie. Definitely going to be watching it in the next couple months here. Four for me is going to be other guys. I think this movie is hysterical. I recently watched this movie. I think it's I think it's really really funny. I think it's probably better than Twenty One Jump Street. I think the humor's slightly more sophisticated than Twenty One Jump Street. Um, it's very close though, but I I, I I can't like it's not an extremely actually yes it is it's an extremely quotable movie. Um, you've got Dirty Mike and the Boys. Um, you've got him blasting Little River Band, screaming America, uh, shooting the the shot shooting of Derek Jeter. Um, I don't know. I think this the, the fact that The Rock and Samuel Jackson are the cops um, and just jump off a building for no reason and die is the whole like inciting incident of the plot is hysterical to me. And uh, there was a very long time in my life where I said paper bitch a lot. Paper bitch. Um, and when we, when we play Overwatch and we do something on accident, we call it a desk pop. Little desk pop. And, and I used to say that with my roommates in Fortnite too. You accidentally oh, fire the gun Gator. off. Gator needs his gat. Uh, you accidentally fire one off. Gator boys. You accidentally fire one Gator. off. Desk pop. Sorry, that was a desk pop. Um, iconic movie. Love the other guys. I've been saying enough. that for forever. I forgot it was from that movie. Doesn't get enough credit, that movie. 
Got a lot of quotable things that I think people don't remember it. That, that I'm a peacock captain. You got to let me fly. Yep. Look, I, <laughs> uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Are you quoting TLC? I don't know what that is. Chasing that is the other one. Wait, doesn't he have the wooden gun? Yeah, he gives him, he put a nice varnish on there for you. You should send him a thank you note. Thanks for the F-Shack, Dirty Mike and the Boys. Was I had a group chat called Dirty Mike and the Boys. All his Harry Potter, uh, the kids got, all got pink eye and their Harry Potter books were burned when he goes and sings those songs, the sad old songs of the old. So funny. Such a funny movie. Does not get enough credit. Probably should be higher on my list, to be honest with you. Good play. Uh, Tucker, number four. Um, number four on my list is The Campaign. Hilarious movie. I mean, this almost went higher up. If the other, if the top three weren't so good, this would be higher up. But the campaign is a movie. I really recommend everyone rewatch that movie because it was just another level absurd. It's like just cracking up the whole time. Not as quotable. Definitely don't have the quotes from it. But I mean, the two of them. Who was it? Zach Galifianakis and him were hilarious. That entire movie. I didn't love it. Didn't love it. I thought it was funny. Didn't love it. Um, Dylan, speak up. Number four. Uh, number four, I'm going Blades of Glory. Uh, like Trace and I, this was a classic movie for me as a kid. Um, uh, I used to watch it all the time. I had it on DVD. The DVD wouldn't really work very well, so I had to like clean it every time. Before I went. Six and one third inning. And... Uh, um, uh, Will Ferrell's character is hilarious. I think he's the best character in the movie. Um, so yeah, number four. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, only figure skating movie I think there ever is. No, I Tanya just came out about Tanya Harding. <laughs> um, Cam three. Now I don't care what order you guys have the, the next three, and they just need to be these specific three. I know two of you; they're not going to be. Trey, I hope you can. Uh, I know I have three. it right. I have it correct. Okay, uh, I don't care what the order is. My order is probably going to be different. I'm going Step Brothers at number three. Now the reason I'm going Step Brothers at three, the movie itself deserves to be one or two. Um, however, if we're doing Will Ferrell movies, I think that John C. Riley did just as good, if not a better job, in this movie. Um, it just as good. I can't, they're, they're literally the same two people, but they're, they're, they're parts. So Will Ferrell wasn't the main, main guy. They were very on par as main characters. It's the only reason it is just as funny. It is just as good. It is just as quotable as the other two. Um, it was a really tough decision, but Step Brothers is going to be number three. Three for me is Talladega Nights. Um, this to me was kind of the big breakout role for Farrell. Obviously he was big on SNL and stuff, but Ricky Bobby is such an iconic character. Another very quotable movie. Another one with John C. Riley. When those two get, get together, it's magic outside of that dumb Sherlock Holmes movie that I never saw. Um, <coughs> Ricky Bobby, I think is an iconic American at this point. I don't know what to do with my hands. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence, shake and bake. Um, the, the ending with the running always gets me fired up. Um, why don't you go ahead and break my arm? <laughs> I mean, I'm on fire. Help me, Tom Cruise. Like just so many great moments. Um, I don't know why this came in at three for me. I think, you know, I'm a big quotable movie guy. And I think for me, this one kind of 
fell a little shorter of the other two in terms of quotable aspects, but it's just a great parody of NASCAR and its fandom. And I think at the same time does justice to a lot of the sport. Um, it's, it's, it's just an incredible movie. Talladega Nights, number three. Um, Tucker, three. Number three for me is Anchorman. Anchorman, all-time great movie. I'm hoping this is on everyone's list. If it's not, it's a damn shame. Super quotable, great movie. Um, what an incredible cast. Really is one of the best casts, but... All around, just hilarious movie. Cannot say enough good things about it. The second one wasn't that good. That's what you could say about it. I, I did not put Anchorman 2 on my list. Didn't make my honorable mentions. Um, Dylan, three. Uh, number three, I am going with Cam. I'm going to go Step Brothers. Um, obviously, this is a fantastic movie. Um I think Will Ferrell is funny, but like Cam said, I think John C. Riley probably did a better job than Ferrell. Um, and just that maybe the character was just a little bit more funny. Maybe it's not really his fault. But um, I, when I think of Will Ferrell movies, that I don't know. I'm just I, for him, I think is more funny. I, I put a couple of them. So um, yeah, I'm gonna put it at three. Cam too. Number two, I think Trey's going to have this one as well because I see how mad he is that Step Brothers is only at three. Um, Anchorman's going to be number two. Now, here's another thing about my one and two. Uh, I'm sure you know what one is right now, but Anchorman has Ron Burgundy in it. Um, it is his movie. It is about him. It's all it's all Will Ferrell. Now, he has a side partner, Steve Carell, one of his best roles as well. I love Lamp. I love Lamp. Rick, are you just naming things around the room? I love Lamb. Um, Sex Panther. Uh, the fact that he reads everything off the 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 prompt, no matter what it is, and then obviously the fight scene at the end, Staff Man with Trident. Um, some absolutely great, great, great quotes from this movie. Also, there was a sequel that came out of it, which means it's got to be good in some sense. I actually did like the second one, not nearly as good as the first, couldn't be, um, but. Yeah, the first one. Can't say enough about it. It's like sick. Um, it's a movie I can watch right now. I'm very tired, but I can definitely watch it. Jack Black. Jack Black. Sad, but does come back. Anchorman's number two. Yeah, I have Anchorman at two as well, um, for all the reasons you guys listed. In terms of the whole, like, oh, it's more about the cast than, the, the, than Feral, um, I think that is not really a valid argument to me. Because I think the way he plays off the cast is part of how his performance is, right? So I think that dynamic of those that guys, high? I think those di- that dynamic of those guys, great casting, 100% right, all of them, um, only works because Farrell is so, so good at portraying the dumb leader. Um, again, extremely quotable, all the ones Cam's mentioned. Um, I think Brick kind of steals the show in this movie um, a lot of the times, but definitely... Uh, Ron Burgundy has his moments. Um, San Diego, settled by the Germans, all-time line. Um, uh, delight. Probably wouldn't know that song. Wouldn't be as famous, at least. I actually knew that song before I saw the movie, believe it or not. But the Yad's Flute. Mr. Burgundy plays some Yad's Flute. Just an insane movie. The plot is insane. 
Um, I did like the second one too, Cam, but it was clearly just a kind of a ripoff of the first, just trying to capitalize on it, which, <coughs> which I don't think is a problem. Um, but all-time movie. Chicken of the Cave. Chicken of the Cave. That's the second one. I'm blind. <laughs> I rubbed my shin for an hour, uh, but we're getting off track here. Um, yeah, no, Anchorman is my number two, so I guess you can probably guess my number one. Um, Tucker, two? My number two is Step Brothers. Step Brothers is my number two. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, extremely quotable. The most quotable on my list, definitely. But just barely gets edged out. I think Cam brought up a good point that um, my... I can't remember his name, but the other guy uh, might have outshined Will Ferrell. But I don't think this is Will Ferrell's best performance. I think the other movie, he, Will Ferrell individually, was funnier. Um, Dylan? Uh, number two, I'm going Talladega Nights. Uh, like Trey said, I, I don't know if it was a breakout, but it really highlighted Ferrell as a know uh a comedy role in, in movies um so many iconic uh quotes i don't know trey you said that there wasn't many quotes in this i think there's a crap i didn't say there wasn't many i said i think the other two have more okay well i think there's a lot in this one that i still say so um and i think Farrell is just hilarious in this one i think he's more funny than uh than John C. Riley in this one as compared to Step Brothers. Um, I don't know. There's something about this movie. Plus, it's NASCAR. It's funny to begin with. Um, the French guy. Uh, so, yeah, great movie. Um, put it at number two, all time, Will Ferrell. Um, every time I go into an Applebee's, I say Applebee's has rats. Um, Cam, number one. Yeah, Talladega Nights has got to be one. Um, I think this one just outshines in in all facets. Um, the the NASCAR aspect and the utter idiocracy of just bringing in a French guy drinking tea at the wheel with a gay dog breeding training boyfriend. It's just how do you come up with that stuff? Um, and then, obviously, just the quotes, I'm all hopped up on the Mountain Dew. That whole entire Sweet Baby Jesus scene is, it gets me every time. I'll come at you like a spider monkey. I'm still sitting in my pee-pee pants. Um, the kids are great. And um, on top of that, personal reason why, it was one of those movies, the first one I watched, where I was not allowed to watch it, and I had to sneak it. I had to sneak the movie. I was at Tyler Coon's house. And he had the movie. I was not allowed to watch it. I was not allowed. I knew for a fact I wasn't allowed. And we still watched it anyway. And I have not told my parents yet. So hopefully they don't listen to this. My number one is Step Brothers. I think this is possibly one of the funniest movies ever made. And I don't know where the, that John C. Riley outshines um, outshines Farrell comes from. Because like Cam said, I think they are step for step. The role he has to play of the 40-year-old man-child and his delivery of his lines are insanely funny. I'm not going to call him bad, even if there's a fire. Like, 
this to me is the most quotable Will Ferrell movie. I've said Step Brothers things probably every day since I've seen the movie. Um, I, it, the premise of it is hysterical to me. Boats and Hose, iconic. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. I, I think this has got to be a top top three comedy of all time for me. I think it's brilliant. Um, I think everybody's funny. The effing Catalina wine mixer. My dad lives near Catalina. I just want to go there and just say I can be, I have been to Catalina. Um, Adam Scott's hilarious in it. A sweet child of mine, that whole sequence in the car. I, I watch that all the time just on YouTube. I just pull it up. Every time I hear sweet child of mine, I have to watch them singing it. Um, it's iconic. It's, I think Farrell's best work. I love Step Brothers. Number one for me. She's in a lot of funny stuff. Yeah, I don't know her name. Um, I want to roll you into a ball. Um, <laughs> uh, Tucker. <laughs> Tucker, number one. Um, my number one is The Other Guys. I think The Other Guys is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, I think it's Will Ferrell's best performance. I think he's downright hilarious. And I, I, this movie, like, it, Trey just bringing up, actually, Trey, like, bringing up things like Desktop and that, like, just brought up memories. I forgot about this movie. Like, I've been saying Desktop every day that I play video games. I'll be like, oh, Desktop. And it's just. When was your last Desktop? It's in, Summer 09. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great movie. It has an incredible cast. I mean, the fact that they got The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson to be in the movie for, like, three minutes is hilarious like they were great everything about this show this movie was awesome Dylan number one uh, number one for me is the other guys um, I, I like Trey said I think it's not as well known for some reason but this movie is hilarious uh, like Tucker just said many quotable uh, sections to it um I don't know. I watch this movie. It's on TV all the time. I watch it when it's on TV, even if it's halfway through. Um, it's just, just I don't know. It's just really funny. It's probably one of my favorite comedies. Will Ferrell's obviously made a part in it. His character is serious. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, good night, Perry. All right. That's our show. Um, that's all we got for you. We got a lot coming up, obviously, with the NFL season, World Series. Maybe it'll be wrapped up by, by the time of our next show. I don't know. It seems like this World Series is taking forever. But, uh, yeah, um, thanks for being wasted with us. Check out our polls on social. Uh, maybe Tucker will put together a little block of the year graphic. You mentioned that earlier. Um, but thanks for listening. Thanks for being wasted with us. And we will see you next week. So long.